0: So, Ben Brown, who's a a very good footballer, played in the uh, 2021 Melbourne uh, Premiership winning team. He's an excellent full forward. He, uh, prior to playing for Melbourne, played for North Melbourne. He... He's quite uh, progressive in a lot of issues, I'm, I'm told this, by Melbourne people, and he opposes gambling, and so he doesn't want any image of him used in either by the AFL or by Sportsbet or any other gambling advertiser. He doesn't want his image used. Now, that's fair enough. I mean, if he has a genuine opposition to gambling, but my issue with his opposition to it is that a big chunk of his salary is paid for by gambling, whether it's the sports bet sponsorship of the AFL, whether it's the the pokies that various clubs have, whether it's the the gambling ads that run on Channel 7 and on Foxtel during match time. Um, You know, Ben Brown can't escape the fact that a big chunk of the considerable money he makes playing footy comes from gambling. So I would have more respect for him if he actually said, you know what, 20% of the AFL's revenue comes from gambling, I am therefore giving up 20% of my pay because that's the gambling part of the pay, but he hasn't done that. And his guest is a gambling researcher at the School of Public Health at Monash University, Dr. Charles Livingston. Good afternoon. G'day, Tom. Well, I mean, look, I, you know, Ben Brown is obviously free to express his opinions about things, but, but don't you think if he was really opposed to gambling, he'd, he'd put aside that chunk of his pay that comes from, from gambling revenue?
1: Well, he might. I mean, I think the reality, though, is that the the AFL is is so embedded in gambling now that uh, if you started passing out which... Uh, which chunks of the revenue came from which gambling organisations? It would be a fairly impossible task. I mean, the reality is, for example, you mentioned the pokies. Well, Melbourne got out of the pokies for good reason. They didn't want it tarnishing their reputation as a as well. A club but but their okay, okay
0: But on that, and my club Carlton still has their poker machines. And in fact, is the, certainly the, does. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, Melbourne didn't just give the pokies up. They sold them. Those pokies still exist. They're still out there. You know, removing money from the community. And and the the price that Melbourne received for the pokies was simply the future value of the profits from all those poker machines. So Melbourne didn't really get out of pokies. They took money for those poker machines.
1: Of course they did. But, I mean, the reality is that what they did was they converted a current... They can't, you know, I mean, the, the managers of, a business, of any business can't sort of get rid of a, an asset um, for no return. So obviously they sold them. But the reality is that they didn't want to be tarnished by association. And, there's, you know, there's four other clubs in Victoria who have done the same thing, as you know. So... What we're looking at is the reality that gambling is pretty much on the nose. Now, the AFL is unfortunately inextricably tied up with gambling. Um, just as many clubs were in the past, many sporting codes were tied up with smoking in the past, but I don't think anyone would suggest that we should reintroduce smoking at the
0: well, No, but, but I mean, we still allow gambling advertising with quite a few restrictions. I suppose I'm just saying, though, that I mean, if you become a professional AFL footballer and you've got half a brain, and Ben Brown is a very articulate young man from what I'm told, then you know yeah. that you are... Getting in bed with gambling, there's just no separating yourself from it.
1: I think the problem is, though, that for the player, I mean, their principal pursuit, of course, is is playing football and being good at it. And I mean, you know, often often you you, you pursue your dream as it were, without really thinking too much about what it what uh, what it might entail. And unfortunately, these days, more and more footballers I know are very concerned about the association between their clubs or the AFL in particular and gambling. And I think that's why we see, you know, many of the Victorian clubs in particular now are actually they don't have a sponsorship with a with a betting company. They've gotten out of the pokies because of the image that it generates, the sort of, you know, the detriment to family values and all the rest of it. That's their way of protesting. Now, nothing is going to change if we just go along with things. And I think. You know, anyone anyone in the AFL, any player in the AFL who wants to protest about this can do so. I mean, the AFL itself recognises that it's an ethical issue which may trouble people and gives them the opportunity to opt out, which he's taken. So it's not as though the AFL is insisting that, you know, if you want to play footy you've got to take this gambling money. What, what they're saying is, well look, we appreciate it. it's an ethical issue. The other problem, of course, is you know, there's a semblance of hypocrisy about it, because the AFL is forever talking about integrity in sport. And of course, gambling offers one of the biggest problems for mm. integrity in sport. And that's been an ongoing issue, which is just, it's not going to go away until we really sort it out and get to the bottom of it. So. You know, I mean, on the one hand, you can say, well, the money's good, and it is good. There's no question of that. But on the other hand, you've got to think about the future of the game, its image amongst young people in particular, and above all else, perhaps, if you're a sports fan, the integrity of the game and making sure that it stays clean.
0: But but I would say, looking at the AFL, that really it it has gone down the money route. It has said, you know what, we prefer the loot.
1: They have, and I think that's wrong, and I think they should um, reconsider that position. And I know that there's lots of pressure from various clubs and various members of the... Um, of the afl's uh you know governing bodies that that would very much like to see that happen but at the moment of course as you rightly point out so much of their revenue comes from the broadcast rights and those broadcast rights are high because the broadcasters can get heaps of revenue from the gambling ads so you know i mean i think we need to phase it out personally over a long period of time i would give people plenty of time to one of their existing contracts and so forth but i think we should be aiming to have. Uh, a dissociation between gambling and sport if we want to both protect young people and the integrity of the game going forward.
0: All right, thank you for your time. Dr Charles Livingston there, gambling researcher at Monash University. Well, see, this is the thing. You can either be truly principled, like if the AFL was truly principled about gambling and say we are not taking a a single gambling dollar, um, and we just won't. But I mean, clubs are not much better. I mean, how many clubs? Like I think the Sydney Swans had a long-standing relationship with the Middle Eastern airline, and yet at the same time trumpeted World Pride round, so they, or Gay Pride round. yeah. You know, so they were they were happy to take money from Middle Eastern countries which ban homosexuality, and at the same by the same token, happy to promote it. it, it just the two things were at odds with each other, um, and the same is true of the AFL. If they truly Hated gambling. They wouldn't accept the gambling dollars, and Ben Brown would would take a cut in his pay anyway.